welcome to Ask a Pastor, the podcast where you can ask the pastor, well, anything. In this episode, Pastor Chip Stevens is joined by one of the ministry team at First Baptist Jackson to answer your questions. Now, let's join Chip and his guests in the studio. Hey, welcome to Ask a Pastor, our podcast where we take questions from our church family, and the questions have been remarkable. And I know the intro says that it's with Chip Stevens, and I want you to know that Chip is not anywhere this good looking. This is <laughs> so, Pastor. This is your minister of music talking here, your associate pastor of worship. So I'm guest hosting today in Chip's behalf, and I have a wonderful guest with me. You know what what Chip told me your your title really was around here. What's that? All right. So this is Amanda Slack, who leads FBJ Kids and does such a remarkable job with that. But Chip told me your real job title is you're the minister of fun. Well, Mike, I try. I try. <laughs> so <laughs> so what, what, does, what does the minister of fun do? We try to make everything fun. Anything that we've got going on, we just try to put a fun spin on it and a joyful spin on it. So, so how in the world have you done that? in 2020 and 2021 with all the COVID well, and all the stuff it's been school. a bit of a challenge. We've used Instagram a lot. We've had pet shows. We've had virtual <laughs> parent, grandparents day. Pet we've shows. had <laughs> jokes that were highly successful. Right. So we've tried to use a lot of social media. Um, instead of daddy daughter ball, we did daddy daughter ball in a yes, box. So yes. just trying to Think outside the box. A lot of creativity. Really. Well, but, we're trying. <laughs> but you've got such a great team. That, oh, that absolutely. It's a partnership, yes. really, isn't oh, it? Oh, most parents definitely, with and parents. And they've done an incredible job. They've navigated uncharted waters, and they've been the homeschool teacher. They have they been have. the chief entertainment. So yep. they really have a lot on it's them, It's been remarkable. Done a great job. Now, you mentioned Pet Show. And that brings back a kind of a hard memory for me and my family. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to be able to get over that. Well, this. I know, but when we did the trunk or treat, yes. thing, which was, by the way, was was so much fun. Oh, it was. We got to be here and be outside, of course. But yeah. And you decided a pet parade would be the thing. And so I brought my little Lucy. <laughs> and let's just say it was a traumatic experience for Lucy. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. But Lucy was a fan favorite. She was a fan they favorite. They were chanting for Lucy and, during the, the parade. the video I have, the video I have, of Lucy being drugged across the thing. This is true. Is, is in the background is Amanda, you're cackling like you're at a comedy club or something. You were laughing it, it, like you it, are laughing it, right it, now. It was a memorable moment, I okay, have to say. So I'm here with the Minister of Fun. And we've got we've got we've got a really great question that I want to put okay. to you All first. Right, and I, I may add something okay, to Okay, sure. But here's a question from somebody that wanted to know: how can I grow with the Lord? When my child demands so much time oh, and energy. I bet you that, can relate they? to that. Yeah. They, yes, I can. My kids are older now, but they do. Yeah. Children, and really whatever age and stage they are, you never stop worrying about them. You never start stop kind of tending to them. But it's so important for parents to really give themselves that time to develop their relationship with the Lord and yeah. just to nurture it. Yeah. And whether it be just kind of setting aside some quiet time or finding a devotion book that you feel very plugged into. Um, D groups is a great way to do that as far as getting together with friends and talking about God's word. I've got a small group of girls and we meet and we're going through a devotional book at their um, younger girls and they're reading it with their moms. Yeah. So it's a really sweet time. So there are a lot of great resources out there for them, but just yeah. really making that a priority and being intentional about it because time 
slips away. Yeah, it really is about time. Yeah, it? And, it is. And it might be. You know, I asked my wife, Teresa, this question because yeah. I knew we were going to talk about this right. today. And she told me for her, it meant getting up earlier in the morning. Yeah, It, it exactly. really did mean that. It sure. meant, you know what, if I'm going to find 30 minutes or 40 minutes uh, that I'm going to be in prayer yeah. and in Bible study by myself, I'm going to just have to carve that out in a day, in a part of the day that right. nobody else is going to interrupt what I'm doing. Yeah. And so she, she just started a discipline of getting and, up early and that, in the It is a discipline. It really is. And it has so many long-term benefits, yeah. but it is a discipline that's hard sometimes. You know, yeah. uh, the other thing that comes to my mind when I think about this is we've, a lot of us have been on plane rides and you know, that whole spill about, uh, you know, the safety instructions and all that. And the whole thing about if, if we lose cabin pressure and the oxygen mask <laughs> drop from the ceiling, well, they always say, put your mask on first and <laughs> mm -hmm. then the mask of your child. Yeah. And there's a real important practical reason for that because as the mother or father, if you're not breathing well, you're not gonna be able to help your child. That principle applies to this. That's a it great really analogy. does. That mm -hmm. if you're not putting your mask on first, if you're not walking with the Lord in a personal discipleship journey, it's going to affect the, 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 the outcome in your children's lives and perhaps more than we want to even mm -hmm. think about sometimes. I think you're right. uh, it's not all on us. Every person has to find their own personal relationship with the Lord. But as moms or dads, the question is so well stated and such an important question yeah. because we've got to put our oxygen mask on Absolutely. first. Absolutely. We have to. And if we don't, our children are going to be affected by that. But yeah. you know, the other thing I've noticed, Amanda, and I look back, my children are grown now. Right. I have three grown children. The older two are married with children of their own. My younger son's about to get married yeah. in, a, in, in just a couple of months. Um, the thing that, that I look back on in those years is that, that don't think that just the devotional part is the part that is that they're catching. They're actually in moment by moment watching us as we navigate mm -hmm. life. Our teaching opportunity is not the quiet time, although that's important. But our, as, we, as they see us grapple with our own faith, both the positive times when we're growing and the other times when it may be not quite as fluid as we'd want it to be, our kids observe all of that. And it's making the point that our faith matters to us more than we might mm -hmm. realize. We might think, oh, my kids never see me pray or they never, they, they see more than you think. And even the moments of struggle are life altering for our kids. They appreciate no the, the struggle of it. Absolutely. And I think an important part of that too is that dialogue with them. You yeah. know, when, if something frustrating has happened at work, yes. talking through that and how do you yes. as a believer respond to that situation? Yeah. So just that intentional dialogue with them, I, I think I is think important too. Our grappling of, with our faith, if and there are times when it shouldn't be as transparent with our kids because maybe the subject matters a little beyond with their mm -hmm. ability to comprehend. Mm -hmm. But it's okay for our kids to see us struggle. It'd be okay to say to our son or our daughter, I've really had a hard time finding time to read my Bible this week. And that way, when they have their own experience with that, they can say, well, you know, my mom and dad had that same thing. I, I don't think we're betraying anything if we're just being transparent and I allowing agree. our kids to, kids to watch us. Uh, grapple with yeah. this very thing. I think you're wow. right. There was a follow-up question, wasn't there? Yes, um, there is. Do you have that in front of you? I've got that, yeah. yes. Let's see. And I love your perspective. Now, you okay. and Teresa have been married how long? A long time. 39 years. Oh, this wow. year, this August is 40. That's incredible. Yes, we were 12 when we got married. <laughs> Not quite. This will be 40 years this August. That's incredible. Yeah, pretty well, magic. here's our question. How can I nurture my marriage when children take up so much time Energy and money, another great question. Wow, great question. Well, you know, when Teresa and I had been married uh, a while and we had our first two children, uh -huh. they were still toddlers. Our third child came along later. 
uh, I remember us being impacted by different things that we were experiencing as a young family. Uh, but we really just made a conscious decision that we wanted our relationship to be preeminent in our family dynamic. Mm. That, that we felt like it was important that my relationship with Teresa and her relationship to me, of all the relationships in our family, had to be priority. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm afraid sometimes I see families begin to put the entire family around the child. Mm -hmm. The child mm -hmm. becomes the center point. The child's soccer schedule or their travel baseball schedule begins to dictate the activity and the, and the, and the interactions of a family. And the family unit begins to be, be in, to encircle the children and, and their lives at the detriment sometimes mm -hmm. of the husband and wife. And how sad is it? I mean, Amanda, you've mm -hmm. probably seen this. I've seen it yeah. more often than I want to admit. But it's so sad when those children grow up and leave. And by the, the way, MTS. which is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to grow <laughs> right, up and right. leave. And mom and dad are left and there's not much of a marriage no there. No question. And there are families yes. that don't survive that. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of the answer to this question is but understanding from the outset that that relationship, husband and wife, has to be primary mm -hmm. and, and, that, and that I'm actually helping my kids yeah. when they see me love Teresa well. Absolutely. I'm helping them sure. uh, and creating some models for them that will benefit them the rest of their lives. That's exactly right. I used to tell my kids kind of in a joking way, and I probably, if I said it one time to them, I probably <laughs> said it to them a hundred times, maybe to the point that I might have said this too often, but I would say to my kids, you're going to grow up and leave me. This woman is living with me the rest of my life. She comes first. Oh, that's very and, sweet. Uh, and it, mm -hmm. it um, I, I think it does, I'm not perfect in this for sure, but I think it made a difference. Our kids understood that my relationship with her had to uh, had to come first. Of course, and then you're modeling a great relationship for them in their own families. Exactly. And that's what we want as parents. We want to provide them with the tools to have wonderful godly marriages. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now our whole culture, is built around, uh, you know, we've got this selfie culture where everybody's taking <laughs> pictures of themselves. And, and all of culture tells each individual that they're, they're the center of their universe and they should matter the most. But I want to tell you, I think it's a sad mistake when families build their entire environment around the experiences and activities of mm -hmm. the kids. Mm -hmm. And I think parents should really be asking themselves some questions, some hard questions mm -hmm. about their priorities when the children become the nucleus of the mm -hmm. family and everything revolves around them. I've, I've got to tell one story. Can yeah, I do that? Of course. I love this book. It's a book called Lessons My Father Taught Me. Mm -hmm. And it was written by uh, John Ashcroft. And some of you might remember who he was. He was a senator. He, first of all, he was governor of Missouri. He became a senator for Missouri. He became the eternal gener uh, attorney general um, when, uh, when Bush 43 was president. And he wrote this book. His father was a college president and a preacher. And he wrote this book, Lessons My Father Taught Me. And here's one of the lessons in the book. He says that his father taught him that the world did not revolve around him. <laughs> and here's one of the ways mm -hmm. he taught this. Now, this is going to fly in the face of some families that are watching <laughs> this, I'm afraid. Disclaimer. <laughs> but, but here's what John Ashcroft said. He said, my father didn't make every single ball game I played in. He was at almost all of them, mm. but he missed some. There was the time his father was on a preaching mission to China when, when John Ashcroft was playing in a state championship. He missed mm -hmm. the state championship, but he was doing a crusade in China. Mm -hmm. There were times when, when John Ashcroft had a 
concert that he was singing in, but dad was at a meeting of college presidents or he, it, his dad didn't neglect him, but there were times when John's schedule didn't make the whole family mm -hmm. stop. Now here's the beautiful part of the story is that his dad was a woodworker who made little wooden crosses and gave them out every mm. time he preached a crusade. Years and years and years after his father had taken that preaching mm -hmm. trip to China, Senator Ashcroft was in China on a, on a governmental assignment doing some negotiation in China and he ran into a family and he saw that they had in their position mounted on a wall, mm -hmm. a little wooden cross. And when he saw it, he knew immediately it was one of the ones his father wow. used to make. And so he asked the family about it and they said, yes, a preacher who came here and preached mm -hmm. gave us that cross. And John Ashcroft's point was, is that the world did not revolve around him, mm -hmm. that there are some things that matter more than Johnny's travel baseball schedule. Wow. And if, the, if the, our children, if our sons and our daughters grow up in an environment where everything always revolves around them, it will compromise the spiritual health mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of the entire yeah, family. Right. And I've never forgotten that story. story. Yeah, and it, it's kind of been convicting to me. Sure, to absolutely. Yeah. And now, beautiful. so when you think about the families and you think about this whole dynamic that, that really is behind these two questions, yeah. how do we parent our children well in passing on our faith mm. and Christian faith. Give us your elevator speech. What would you say to that Christian parent who I, really wants to do this right? I would just say your children are so precious in the eyes of the Lord. He has given them to you as a precious gift for you to nurture, for you to train. Not that yeah. you're going to do it perfectly, but yeah. you model your faith. You talk with them about what it means to be a believer, how you have constant faith no matter what life throws at you that Jesus loves you so much and you have eternal salvation with him when you've given your heart to him. Yeah. That's the bottom line is that that act of salvation. And yeah. It's the, the salvation moment. But just living your life as best you can as a disciple, as someone yeah. who loves the Lord and loves others and, and do your best. And, and parents, yeah. I feel like, put so much pressure on themselves to yeah. be at everything, to be the person. To be perfect. To be perfect. Yeah. And none of us are. And no. I think just give yourself some grace to just say, I'm going to do the best I can in raising my children in a godly way. Yeah. And, and we're not doing it perfectly. None of us are. Yeah. But for that to be your ultimate That's goal. That's so good, Amanda. So. Thank you for sharing that. And <laughs> I tell you, I'm so glad we don't have to be perfect. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. That's liberating. <laughs> that's also very, I think, important for our kids is those moments when we can look at our kids in the eye and say, you know what? I didn't get that one exactly yeah, right. Sure. Would you forgive me for mm -hmm. overreacting to that? It's it's in our imperfection that we can demonstrate to them the grace of God that's at work in our that's lives. Exactly we don't have right. to be perfect. That's Amanda, right. I've enjoyed hanging out me with you. Me too. This has been you fun. You really are the minister of fun. <laughs> I do my best. God bless you. Hey, <laughs> thanks for sending those questions in. Yes, thank and you. please keep that coming. And Amanda will be back and I Bruce and Stephen and everybody, all of us are here. Certainly our pastor will be here most of the time. But please keep sending those questions in and, and let's keep the dialogue going. God bless you for watching today. Thanks so much. Do you have a question to ask a pastor? You can send it to us by visiting firstbaptistjackson.org slash APP or message us on social media. You can find us at FBJacksonMS on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it. Thanks again for joining us for Ask a Pastor.